Welcome to the Salted Carmel podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel. This is a brand new podcast where we are going to spread evangelization stories to the ends of the earth from normal parishioners like yourselves. I'm David Cook, the stewardship director from Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and my co-host is the unforgettable Jody Curtis. Our guest today is Vicki Yamasaki. Vicki is a retired executive with One America. She formerly served on Our Lady of Mount Carmel's Parish Council, Strategic Planning, and the Finance Council. And she's currently a volunteer at the Merciful Help Center. She's a Stephen minister and serves on the Parish Investment Committee. She also attends Bible study and teaches children's faith formation. So thank you, Vicki, for all you do for the parish. Thank you so much, Jody, And thank you for joining us on the Salta Carmel podcast. So in a few sentences, Vicki, tell us, what was your life like before Christ? Yeah, it's not really a time I was real proud of, to be quite honest with you, because to sum it up, I was a workaholic. I was so focused on work and my career and climbing the corporate ladder that I crowded out everything else in my life. And um, my whole identity, you know, they talk about what what is your identity? People would ask me and I would tell them, oh, you know, what my title was at my job. And now when I look back on that, it's just, I cringe when I think about it. So as a workaholic, as being in the title, what was life like back then? You said you just worked, but how did yeah. you feel? What was the Oh my gosh. You know, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I felt so self-centered, you know, and and so pressured. So pressured all the time, so stressed, so anxious. Like I had to rely on myself for everything. And and that is a lonely place. That is a lonely place to be at. And you didn't feel like you could trust anybody. Mm-hmm. And if for anybody that's out there that has worked in the corporate environment, you, you probably understand what I mean. How, if you don't have God in your life, you wonder who can you trust? Because God changes everything, your whole perspective, how you look on things. But in that, I can remember. And then if anything changed, it was a crisis. That's, that's how I lived. And, and so I was a hot mess. I was just a hot mess. Yeah, very stressed, very anxious. Did you realize you were a hot mess and anxious at the time or only later looking back? I had a couple of really defining moments where it hit me in the face, where I realized I was a hot mess. Two things, my mom became very sick, and something like that happens, you start to realize that you don't have what it takes necessarily on your own to get you through a crisis like that. She was getting really sick, and I was driving to Michigan, Mm -hmm. and I would take care of her, and you realize that she was terminal. They told her she was terminal. You realize that it's out of your control. 
And I was at that point living, I call it my pre-God life. Mm -hmm. I thought I had everything under control. I couldn't control this. I just couldn't control it. And I had to surrender it to God and, and just pray to him that he would give me the strength, give my mom the strength, and surround her with love. And that was, that was like the opening of my heart. Because yeah. there was finally something. That there you was something do by to work yourself. with. Yeah. I call it. There was some Play-Doh there for God to work with, you know. <laughs> and I was not as, I was not as self-centered, you know. And I like to say it was stripping me back down to the core because that really, I wasn't a selfish person, you know. And God was trying to reveal to me, this is really who you are, Vicky. You, you, are mine and. I want to show you how you love, how you can really love. And so that was a defining moment. And then, unfortunately, she did pass. And the very week that she passed, we had a restructuring at work, too. And they cleared out the whole top of the organization. I had a new leadership, and I had a new job. And it was a promotion, but it still was very traumatic. And so my head was reeling, and a friend had tapped me on the shoulder, trying to get me to go to Christ Renews' parish. <laughs> and, and I was thinking, oh, I can't do this right, right. now. I don't have time. Yeah, right. I don't have time. New yeah. job. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what next? Did you go? I didn't at first. When she tapped me on the shoulder, but uh, it took me about three or four months living with the loss of my mom and realizing I don't even have a best friend now. I don't have my mom. I'm in this new job. They're telling me I'm a hot mess. They're actually telling me I'm anxious at work that for the very first time. They were telling me this because I had nothing to latch on to. And I think all these prayers of the five hours of praying in the car, God was saying, okay, Vicki, this is the moment. And that's when I signed up and for Christ Renews. And I'll, I'll tell you, things have a way of trying to torpedo you from going. Uh, and I can remember very specifically I was supposed to run an acquisition, and they were trying to call me to go do that and, and cancel these plans for that weekend. And something powerfully was drawing me to that weekend, and so which was uncharacteristic of me because I always put work first. And so I, I chose to go. And what exactly did Christ Renews This Parish do that helped you in your conversion? You know, it's, I didn't know what to expect even walking into it. I heard the most beautiful testimonies. To this day, they almost bring me to tears of how God weaved his way through the lives of these women and how these women, in a lot of cases, suffered some real trauma. And, and yet, God was gently lifting them and carrying them through every one of those crises. And having lost my mom in this 
you know, restructuring at work, I was really identifying with it. Even at one point, I got up. Somebody had this one witness, and it hit me so powerfully. I started crying, and I walked out into the bathroom, and one of these beautiful women who was putting on the retreat went into the bathroom and just gently put her hand on my shoulder. I will never forget it. And she just was there with me. This is what Christ Renews His Parish is. It is women walking with women. And they were all so humble, and I didn't feel humble. So your weekend ended, and you went back to work. Yes. What happened next? Yes. Well, even that that Sunday night, I went home, and I was, like, on fire. You know, you just want to tell the world about how your heart has changed. How can your heart change like that over one weekend? To this day, I don't know how it happened, but I can remember sitting on the couch with my husband, and I'm trying to explain it to him. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh, and you ate a lot, (laughs) and you had beautiful toiletries, (laughs) and you told stories, and okay. And, And he just couldn't connect with it. And it's like, all I wanted to do was get back with those women Mm -hmm. and experience that again. So I went back to work the next day, and I wanted to tell everybody about this experience. They thought I was nuts, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. Wow. So you actually did tell your coworkers. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, which I hadn't even... No, I mean, other than when I mentioned about God and praying to a couple of friends when my mom had died, no, I, you know, but I was talking about it. And I was saying, you all need this. (laughs) You all need this. (laughs) I I was like an evangelistic preacher, (laughs) you know, gather around. (laughs) Yeah. And do you think others, well, obviously they probably noticed that in you, but even as weeks went on, did did other co-workers sense a difference, like that anxiousness that you had felt before? Did you see that going away? Yeah, yeah. It's so weird how people, especially peers, it's like not the people who worked for me, because I always felt like they I had their back, but the peers that I worked with, they said, you're different. Mm-hmm. You're more joyful. There's, there's something very, there's something different about you. You are, you're more joyful. And I can remember my friend Connie, and she was a peer of mine. She led finance, and and she said, she goes, you're you are so much happier, and she said, and I've been concerned about you, you know, with the loss of your mom, and I said, it's it's church, it's this Christ, and she was and she's Catholic, so I mentioned Christ renews his parish, and she goes, I have not gone to that. We have that at our church, and I said, that's. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the, the weird thing is we, I just kept going, you know, weeks after we'd meet. And it's a process. Conversion's a process, you know, where it ebbs and flows. And all I can say for people is you have to keep getting up and going because every time you'll get something from it. Nice. Wow. Yeah. 
And so, and you started to answer this already, but what is your life like in Christ now? Oh, my gosh. You know, when, you know, first of all, I completely reconcile with the church through that process. And when you completely, and I mean completely, I was going to confession. I was remembering sins from when I was a child, and I was... I was camped out in the sacrament of reconciliation over and over and over again. I mean, were you holding up the line for yeah, us, Vicky? Probably, probably. I mean, I mean, I, I probably should be giving, bringing them gifts at this point. But you know, so I just felt so grateful. You know, when when God forgives your sins. It's like I tell the kids what I teach in faith formation. It's like, whoosh, your sins are just, you just feel like you took the best shower of your life. And you walk out like you're walking on a cloud. And you feel so lifted that you can't help but want to give back. You have to give back in a way that God blessed you with gifts that you were called to give back in that way. So it's going to be different for each person. But yeah, it changed me in that way. So I was more joyful and I was way more giving. I hadn't even been tithing the way I should have been, but then I began to because I understood I have to give everything of myself. How did you feel when you gave everything? You didn't feel like you were repaying a debt. But you felt like you were... no, I I just felt like grateful, and and it's almost like an abundance mentality that when you give, there's more there. I I can't explain it. I never worried. I never worried about time. So Vicky, who is your greatest faith influencer in your life? You know, it's been different people at different times. I've had a wonderful spiritual advisor, but that's supposed to be all, you know, confidential. And she she knows if she listens to this, thank you, thank you, thank you. I highly recommend somebody going out there, you know, having somebody that they can talk to to help them in their spiritual journey. You know, I've I've looked at these two couples of late and just see the conviction that they have in their heart and how they they bring their kids up in Christ and they help so many in the parish and I see Leighton Drake and Kim Drake and all that they do and how much they love. They have hearts of gold and they're they're so humble. And then you look at Tom and Lisa Panchak and it's like, what aren't they doing? Mm -hmm. You know, they launched this Acts 431 prayer ministry. They help bring meals to people. They have religious education conferences. I mean, it, they just... They're, they're lovely people, just lovely people. You talked a lot about giving back and uh, giving God what he deserves because everything is his and it belongs to him. What's one thing that you are grateful for this week? So this, this particular week, I was trying to figure out, because I'm a Stephen minister, and I have two people that I'm caring for, and I was I was so worried about the one, and I I you know I've just been so stressed about that. And then I thought, God, 
I'm going to give this to you. Why am I doing this? I've just got to practice exactly exactly what we do every single day. So what I did is I got up and I texted her and I said, my rosary today is for you. I'm going to Mass and I'm offering it up for you. And we're going to let God take care of it all, you know, and, and I'm just going to let it go. And grateful to have him there to and grateful. give that up too. And you know what? He will take care of it for her. He will. He'll take care of her. Nice. Yeah, definitely Thanks. Will. A whole new place now. The Lord's taking you somewhere else. And I want to ask you, how are you staying a good disciple now? But I, for some of our listeners who are not quite where you're at, who might just be starting their conversion, might just be getting into knowing who God is and who they are in God's eyes, what is some some practical tips you would recommend for someone to develop a prayer life? Start with an Our Father and a Hail Mary. It's interesting how much God will call you to Him tenderly by, I mean, really praying an Our Father every single word of it. That's what I would do when I was first starting, I would pray an Our Father and a Hail Mary. And it blossomed from there. Beautiful. Vicki, thank you so much for joining us on the Salt of Carmel. What a great testimony. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Each week, we will be answering a question from the parish and or our listeners. You can submit a question by emailing us at saltedcarmel at O-L-M-C, the number one, dot org. David, this question is, what do you think keeps you or others from sharing their faith testimony with others? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. There's a, a lot of things and a lot of things that I would say for me, but the biggest one I would just say is fear. Uh, we're terrified to go out of our comfort zone. We're terrified to uh, put ourselves out there because my my testimony is really vulnerable to me. I'm telling someone truths and facts of my life that I don't like sharing with others. And so I have that fear that if I share this with you, you will either not care about it, you will either reject it, or you will stop talking to me completely. And so quite frankly, it's it's usually the opposite. You actually get a better friend, you feel better after, and the, your relationship is strengthened, deepened, and you feel closer to God by actually being vulnerable and highlighting Him in your life. So it's funny. It's one of those Catholic paradoxical things. It's like when and giving I receive. And that's what it is. Yeah. Answer. So as you heard in Vicky's story, she basically felt God's love, grace through Chirp, through the testimonies of those involved, through the, the support of the women putting on the retreat. And that really helped light a fire in her that she just had to share with her coworkers. So very clearly, our call to action this week is to consider, prayerfully consider signing up for the next Chirp retreat, signing up for what has changed our parish for the last 40, 50 years, I don't even know. I'm on Team 85, and that seems like a lot. So please consider prayerfully signing up for the next Chirp Retreat. Let's end with a prayer. God, our Father, I pray that through the Holy Spirit, I might hear the call of the new evangelization to deepen my faith, grow in confidence to proclaim the gospel, and boldly witness to the saving grace 
of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening today. And stay salty. Mm -hmm.